0: Pretty smart ladies. (laughs) Because people have opinions.
1: This is Bully's Folly, an agreement
0: podcast special. With Michelle and Catherine.
2: Hello everyone. Hello and welcome to Agreement, sort of. Sort of. After a long while. It is an agreement spin-off, I guess. Is spinoff for the right spin-off? Maybe a special ad- Edition, a Especially. special series, an agreement special. We'll just say, Welcome to our agreement special, which is called Foley's Follies. Foley's Follies, Follies. What is that? What are we doing? We, we are going to figure it out by the time you hear this.
0: Um, so <laughs> <laughs> we, well, I can tell you that we are reading the Foley Grail the second edition, or do you have the second edition? I guess I should have asked you that. I do have the okay. second edition. The second edition of The Foley Grail by Vanessa Theme ament We are yes. reading this together. So this is part book club. Each we it is, it is broken into parts. We will be discussing one part each episode.
2: Each episode, yeah. So yeah, I like that. Part book club, part learning a new skill for each of us, which is not a skill. I've learned already an art, learning the art art of foleying. And if you don't know what foleying is, don't worry. We're going to talk about it in the book club portion of this episode. And I have learned a ton because I realized that I had
0: several misconceptions about foley and um, also just things I had never, ever thought about in my life. So I'm, yeah, I I hope you learn too, listeners, but this is, I think it's going to be a really fun educational journey through
2: an art form. Yep, we're learning, we're book clubbing, we're sharing. And And then we are doing, we're acting, we're practicing, we're enacting the art form that we are learning and celebrating by creating Foley Art every episode based on the reading we have done Michelle and I are going to create a sound that we will share with one another.
0: And then we are going to-
2: (laughs) Here's where it kind of goes off the rails. And if you were our advanced learning program teacher in third through eighth grade, this will sound familiar to you. This is very (laughs) Catherine and Michelle when we were young and we just wanted to do things. And I don't know about you, Michelle, but the pandemic has brought that out in me to where I'm like, I just want to do something just for myself. And I find more and more it's like when we were young, just stupid, crazy projects we would do together. And, and I now think this is stop us. No, no one no can one. stop us. No one can stop us. <laughs> this is the adult version of that. And I yeah. am so happy <laughs> because part three, part one, book club, part two, making noise, part three,
0: Telling a story, we are going to co-write what has not been created yet, but is roughly been storyboarded as a somewhat
2: parody, sci-fi, dystopia narrative, yeah, Yeah. like a radio, like an old school radio narrative that we will be incorporating the sounds we make into And so we will have other sounds, but the challenge each week, besides like scripting and writing a radio program um, is that we must use the sounds we make that week somehow within that week's episode. One thought, I think it is going to be hilarious to try to jam these unrelated sounds into our narrative and write the narrative around them. Um, I think that would be very funny would it be too much no, no, these sounds? Because Michelle, I have also, I I made my one sound, but I also have five other sounds I I want you to hear. I have eight. (laughs) So like, so so maybe we
0: have to jam these two sounds in, but then also once we have the story complete, because I mean, it doesn't take that long to make a sound, right? Like, so then once the story is complete, we also each individually find, or maybe together, maybe that we could do because the Foley artists do sometimes work in teams, I've learned. Often work in teams, I learned. Um, So we could then choose the places where the Foley would better serve the narrative and then put that in and then buy our finished product, which you all will get because you won't get all of the, we're not going to show you how the sausage is made despite the fact that we're talking about it right now. Um, The finished product, then you will get to kind of judge whether the foley that was forced into it versus the foley that was added to serve the narrative so we might be illustrating the principles of the craft
2: i like both yeah i think we should do both because yeah i really liked how within foley you can just do this really good world building if you have a whole vision of the narrative and i think yeah we should try to be true to that but also yeah i just kind of want to fuck around sound fun it does and sound. give ourselves stupid challenges. And I think that would be more surprising for what our noise will be. Like, how did you interpret this reading? Because these aren't, at least chapter one isn't like a how-to, it's about the history of Yeah, Foley. I don't think any of it is. Because on like a lot of it, it doesn't sound
0: like the Foley itself is all that complicated in terms of what, because they were working with very minimal props much of the time. Like in my mind, it was a much more complex, and it sounds like it can get that way, but it sounds like a lot of, like, original foliar it's like, yeah, I carry around this flap of cloth and I have different soles on my shoes. You know, like, it was right. a really, like, kind of simplistic craft that it was their skill of listening and being able to interpret that was really where the, the craft right. came in. Not so much, like, a technology as a, as a appreciation and, you know, yeah, most.
2: It was interesting that most of the Foley artists either started as or became at some point sound editors because it is about that editing and that timing. So, yeah, I think we should do both and see and let you audience be the judge of what's working better. Also, I think having to cram in the sounds gives us a
0: excuse if our story is not great.
2: Oh, yeah. If the story stinks, it's like, well, we had to cram to. We had to build it around these sounds. What else could we do? do no i like that okay okay that sounds good so again to reiterate you are going to get in this is still agreement it's me and Michelle but in our in agreement special you will get us talking about the book the foley grail and we'll get a extensive ish understanding of foley art then you will get to hear us introduce to one another sounds we have made this is a bit like in agreement in which we don't know what sounds we have made prior We will be reacting to the sounds we have created in the moment. And then third and finally, we are creating, maybe ambitious, maybe not, a um, multi-part narrative that will incorporate all those sounds.
0: So
2: what is Foley, Michelle? Foley is
0: the art of adding sounds primarily to film, but also it can be used in radio and now today in like YouTube videos and video games. Um, I have the question of the, what is there a difference between Foley and sound effects? Um, and I tried to look up the answer to that question I don't think I have a full understanding of where those differences are. Like I I saw what different people said and where those contradictions were. And I think that if you listeners know nothing about Foley, that that might be something that you're interested in hearing as well. So,
2: yeah, I think the closest, the reading we got said to explaining that is that Foley is very special in that it creates like total moods and total effects. And the way that Foley artists work with the rest of production is very different than just a sound editor would be someone just putting sound effects in from a sound library which interestingly enough a lot of sound library sounds come from Foley artists like you said carrying around their microphones out in the wild um but the from what i could tell is that there's that yeah it just is more of an artistry it adds kind of a Genesis of mood and affect, whereas sound effects are just there to be sound and realistic. The Foley Grail book says that some of the most exciting and intensive Foley work is for animation or sci fi or fantasy things where we don't have those sounds in real life. Like there is a fantastical creature, and it's up to the Foley artist to decide how that creature sounds. From beginning to end and to totally create that creature through sound or
0: when you're on like you know another planet like even the atmosphere might sound different or your steps might not sound the same like that you have a lot more freedom to create this world i would say i mean it's similar to kind of the world building that the writer is doing right exactly um, that i don't know i am not i am a writer um but i'm a pretty realistic I Mostly write nonfiction, but when I do write fiction, it tends to stick pretty realistic. And when I have tried to do sci fi, I'm sure you all will see soon, um it, it goes <laughs> off the rails really quickly because that kind of freedom is also just bound like, where are my bounds, right? Like, where, how do I rein myself in a bit? And so, I wonder if that is a similar struggle that Foley artists have when you can, like, any
2: sound is possible, anything. Thing. So, yeah, um, so yeah, Foley art is the way that some sound, not all sound, gets added to film and movies, film and movies, you know, both those things, television, anything. Um, named after Jack Foley, who we learned a he? lot about. Jack
0: of all trades.
2: He just wanted to be in the picture business, I learned. And he started off he wanted as- wanted to entertain. Student. He was a baseball player. He was a stunt man. But of course, we learn Hollywood and the film industry back in the day wasn't titles weren't very fixed. And you could be like, I want to work on pictures, show up at a studio lot and do a variety of things, which is what he did. Like he got to start working on Showboat in 1929. And the author draws comparisons to kind of these, I would argue,
0: I mean, in some ways we're still in them, these early days of kind of like Internet stardom where like there just aren't defined lines about who is doing what. And, you know, we've seen these real rises in celebrity from places we would not have normally expected it and don't quite know what to do with it as a culture yet, right?
2: Yeah, and that you have a lot of people doing a lot of things, right? Like the YouTube personality will also be editing their own videos and breaking their own lighting and doing, filling many, many roles. So yeah, he was um, funny. I have never seen Showboat, have you? No. Showboat, um, we have, if you can link it back to any one thing, which of course within history you cannot, we have Showboat to thank in part for Jack Foley and Foley Art because it was supposed to be a silent film film musical this from 1929. So we're talking like 1929. A silent um,
3: film musical. A
2: silent film musical. Apparently people were so desperate to see Broadway shows that they didn't care if they could hear the music or not. But the 1927 movie Jazz Singer came out and then everyone wanted to hear stuff. So Jack Foley had to help uh get showboat having sound it's just so amusing to think of the studio now they want sound too like these (laughs) these greedy
0: viewers like we already brought them the pictures can't they just be happy no (laughs) it also makes me wonder as maybe kind of setting the stage for our own dystopic story here like will people in 50 years be like oh my gosh they couldn't even like feel things when they got their entertainment like they had to just imagine (laughs) what it would feel like or you know like they had to imagine what it would smell like or like what what will be the technology that is that immersive experience I and want
2: to know what sense it will be because I know people gave it a go with smell a vision but like you don't want to smell everything No, I certainly don't want to feel everything in a movie well yeah I mean I
0: do I wonder what that would do to entertainment and from this book we see that like there's very uh careful attention to whether or not a sound is realistic depending on what kind of mood and tone they're doing because like I mean, you don't want to hear everything either.
2: Right. Like, right. So would there as be- I learned, as I learned with my heavy, heavy breathing, as I tried to record my noises, <laughs> I was like, shoot, you can just hear me going. <laughs> <all of> <laughs> yeah. Some things we want to keep out. Absolutely. But then like with feelings in particular, um, uh, and
0: I'm hearing I mean, feelings like, physical sensations not like oh these terrible emotions so maybe that too um like if you could only provide the experiences that people would want to physically experience that would really limit what subjects you could bring into your entertainment and yeah I don't know it's interesting. all
2: we watch are like movies about massages walking, through, w- walking on the beach and I really liked learning in the book about how different Countries and different cultures have very different styles of foley art. I yeah, thought that was let's, really cool. let's
0: talk about like um the one that's was it was it Romania? Where was it where it was
2: secret where they were like don't look at us? They did it in the, in the dark. So so basically there weren't many foley artists and the foley artists that they there were, they didn't want their mysteries given away and they did it in the dark. It was Serbia. And it was in Serbia. Serbia. Yeah. And like one day they needed help with a prop. And the person who carried out that Serbian tradition into the world said, I'll help make the prop. They turned on the lights and he's like, no, teach me. And so they left the lights on. And there's the, um, I'm gonna mispronounce it, the bretois profession from France, which is more of an art form than anywhere else. I got the sense that like that is to miming as fully as to clowning, right? Where like miming is such an elevated art form of clowning in France and that they build whole kind of stage sets with separate rooms to where like the kitchen will have running water, we'll have every appliance you need. Um, very complicated in France, it seemed. Whereas the Hollywood tradition,
0: which they, they connect to the Fordist tradition, right? Of just being like, yeah, get through this, this efficiency, like bring in the sounds we need. Don't dilly, like don't dilly dally about it. Don't, we're not building you elaborate sets, carry around what you need in your pocket sort of thing. Um, and I think that it's interesting because she talks about in here how there is this uh, move toward like cutting fully because we have so many ways uh, there there are these vast libraries of sound effects. I mean, like I'm sitting here recording this on a MacBook and my MacBook came with GarageBand, which is just full of sound effects that I can right. drop in, you know, like, um, and I think that th- th- there's, the budget, it's an easy place to cut the budget, right? To say like, oh, right. we don't need a fully artist to come in. We don't need them to spend all this time watching it. We don't need all these careful. And, but it just made me stop to think, I'm like, well, what the hell's the point of entertainment if it's not to have this, like, beautiful, like, I don't know, where do you, where do you draw those lines? Because we don't need any of this, right? Like, if it's just right. about efficiency, then, like, we don't need the costumes. We don't need the the soundtrack. We don't need the lighting. Like,
2: we could just draw some stick figures and call it right. a day, right? Like,
0: but obviously- non <laughs>
2: actors. Yeah, right. Like, that, and yeah, that's interesting that it is, that sound can get, that's one of the ones to go. I really liked in the Italian tradition where the Foley artist went to set and just watched the whole production from beginning to end so they could be fully immersed in it. It made me and think of like it. method acting, right? Like they, right. they feel like they
0: were- they were the actor when they went to go make the sound oh and they went to
2: crack those knuckles they were they give the example of Sergio Leone's um Foley artist Aldo Chiorba says one of the greatest Foley artists of all and if you want an example listeners of and a great example of Foley um she says that once upon a time in the west the opening like Seven to fourteen minutes. It's on YouTube. I watched fully. Yeah, I watched it too. It is a mind fuck because like the sounds are so overdone and they're so big that like I can't. I'm so distracted by sounds on television and movies now.
0: But like, man, it was good. I appreciated it. And I guess I just have not
2: thought like I don't know what I thought happened. If you oh, I had don't. to say, if I came to you on the street and said, Michelle, the sounds in movies, where do they come from? <laughs> like, from the people doing them, I guess. Like, I guess I just thought, and, and there aren't, there are some
0: production sounds, right? Like sometimes they just record whatever is happening, and that becomes part of the sounds. But it sounds like that is not uh,
2: the majority
0: of it isn't because it just, I mean, I guess from the technology and you know needing to isolate sounds to have clear dialogue that most of the time, well, and it was interesting because they said that if a, if a show is going to be like dubbed into another language, then the Foley artist becomes like, has way more freedom because they're going to have to make all these sounds anyway. Whereas if it's using the production dialogue, then some of those sounds are already built in. So then you have to kind of layer the Foley with that so that it doesn't over, like overplay what was already there. But I guess I just have never watched a movie and been like, oh, I wonder if that was a real sound or if that was a sound put in. Like, I just have always been like, oh yeah, like recorded the sounds. Like I didn't stop to think about somebody later watching and being like, how are we going to make that sound of that bone breaking? Like, oh, let's snap some carrots. Like I just have never, like it it never occurred to me.
2: Yeah. And yeah, it's like used to build, especially, right. There are things when like the sound can't get recorded for various reasons but then it's sometimes used to heighten drama, add tension, or like you said if there's something horrible happening to bodies that we don't want to do to that actor you need some you need some sound effects. And and
0: like to be able to adapt to all the different genres, right? To be like, oh, this is a comedy, it's okay to be a little over the top or oh, this is, you know, a very subtle drama and we, we have to keep the sounds very in the background. Like and it sounds like a lot of the time they don't get like, you know, the Italian tradition where they're sitting on the set, watching it all happen. It does not sound like that's the norm, you know, for other traditions. Right. Because it would be expensive to pay a Foley artist for all of that yeah. time. I don't know. And they talked here about how for a long time, like the, the Foley artists weren't considered for like awards and things. Like it wasn't, it wasn't one of the categories
2: that was yeah they didn't even get screen credit until the 1980s which is wild which after reading
0: this i mean like could you imagine that opening scene from the once upon a time in the west
2: without that work it would be no. unwatchable foley art the art of foley i am very impressed by it. <laughs> i'm getting more and more obsessed with foley art like like the um Vanessa Ahmed the author said like you can tell that Die Hard is kind of trying to be a little funny and it's violence because of the Foley art. she's like when you hear a body fall on a car you can tell that's that's a comedic noise because well, the they, Foley artist wanted it to be. I
0: love how she mentioned that like some of that was like from from production But then the Foley artists went back through and added in like specific, like the door creaking, like to make it, yeah, like you said, like comedic. But so they went in and took existing sound and figured out where to like add to it. And I, this makes me think about a question that I have a lot whenever we talk about like problematic artists. Like if we talk about like, oh, you know, this, this movie star was um you know sexually harassing somebody so now we're gonna boycott all their films or this director was you know a jerk and so now we're gonna boycott them. Um but like a movie is just so many people's art that I like I, and I had not really considered these bully artists and the work that they're doing. You know all the awards that get pushed to the online only section of the Academy Awards, right? right? But like right. all of those people are dedicating so much of their energy to really figuring out how to tell that story through the minimal impact that they have on the larger part, right? Like the costumes, for instance, or the sound editing or the Foley art. And for as much glitz and glamour as we give some elements that go into making it, for these to be so invisible to the layman is just kind of interesting
2: and sad, I guess. Yeah, because it's like, you can hear Foley Art. I was about to make like a stupid argument about directors. Like, you can't see the directing. I understand why. Don't come at me, people. I understand what directors do. I know why they're important. But to Michelle's point, why are they the, like, you know, the single genius artist name that gets attached to films when Foley Artists didn't even get credit till the 80s? Yeah. There's so like,
0: many people. I don't. And I don't know, like, I know directors' names and I'm not, like, a huge film, you know, aficionado or whatever, but um, I don't know any Foley artist names. Like, I don't, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, these, the
2: famous Foley artists, so-and-so. I will soon. We yeah. will. Right now, if my memory is still, like, Jack Foley. I did take notes so I can just look over and be like, here's some, here's some well-known historical Foley artist. We got Jack Foley. We got John Post. We got, uh others definitely some more of them
0: and there are several pairs like people who worked together um throughout like their whole professional lives or you know like it made me think of like the artists that like will you know be in one band and then switch and be in another but the the other band didn't break (laughs) up they just kind of take like there's some who did that kind of dipped in and out of different pairings so there's this whole complex
2: world of foley professionalism why are they working in pairs It's because a lot of the techniques for holy art involve two people like to have a body falling someone needs to like hold the cloth a certain way someone has to actually fall um to open a door or to clank chains these a lot of it takes two people at once i don't know what because without
0: giving away too much about what my sound is for the sound share part but it was hard to do the thing and record the thing and it mine was not a complicated sound so (laughs) I am having another person there would have been useful
2: interesting I'm excited to get to her sounds overall my takeaways from this reading were foley art is much more complicated than I thought it was
0: footsteps so a ton of foley art is footsteps especially for like musicals where there were and then you know when um these early days of film there were all these dance numbers which i guess we still have films with dance numbers but like these very elaborate people dancing so foley artists had to come and like make the footstep sounds and make them like match up with what was happening on the stage when there's like 15 people dancing at once and i just it it never would have occurred to me i was like i don't know what i thought was happening but i would never have imagined that it was people like sitting in a room with shoes Tapping Over. them on different surfaces, trying to figure out what sound was right. Is it Fred Astaire that did his own steps because he refused? No, it was not Fred Astaire. It was Gene Kelly. It should be noted that the choreographer, Hermes Pan, reputedly performed dance foley for Fred Astaire. What is uncontested and in total character is that Gene Kelly did his own dance foley. Mr. Kelly was a perfectionist and insisted on doing his own stunt work. So it is no surprise that he would perform the recorded sounds for his dancing as well. So he had that to like. That is
2: wild. Yeah, so he would dude. go to the Foley set and he would dance it all again and have to time it and sync it up perfectly. That's, that's.
0: Well, and I wonder, did he just dance it all again or were the steps to do the Foley different to make the sounds the way he wanted them
2: to be made? That's a very good point. Oh my gosh. Cause. Yeah, because the book tells us like dancing is not always live action and not always human and the sounds were more often than not performed on the Foley stage. There's so many sounds that need to be hyper real that if we heard the real sound, we'd be like, what is that? Film, yeah, it wouldn't sound real. And so one of the main things of Foley artist, other than adding personality and a whole mood, is that hyper-reality that it, for us to believe it is happening, it has to sound overly done. It has to sound realer than real. And boy, howdy, did I learn that with my noise? Which, yes. when do you wanna to get to noise to noise sharing? Do you, do you feel like we have sufficiently covered the chapter? I feel or like we I did. I, I think from the chapters I learned about the history of Foley Art, that while Jack Foley gets credit, he was certainly not the only one to really start it. I learned that they work in pairs a lot. I worked that they did not learn that they did not get get enough credit. I learned about different styles for different cultures. Different styles for different cultures. Serbian foley artists work with the lights out. Italian foley artists are there from day one, watching the whole thing. And again, I just think everyone will put it in the show notes, a YouTube link. Go and watch the first 14 minutes of Once Upon a Time in the West. So I think we should do for the noise sharing, we should do what we did for agreement where we go, we alternate who goes first. Let's just do it alphabetically. You want to do it alphabetically by first or last name?
0: I think you're the, you're up first either way, aren't you?
2: Oh, I am. Ha ha. <laughs> I am. I am smart. <laughs> okay. So I will explain my noise once you hear it. Okay. because I have reasons and it okay. links to the reading, but I think it will be more fun to just have you hear the noise with no introduction. All right. I'm, and I'm, you have to guess, you have to comment on it once, once you do listening to it now. Is it a... Right. It was tiring. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it sounds kind of like a
0: horse, like a horse in a woods, <laughs> like, like hooves. Um, definitely was a different surface at the end. I don't know if that was in, like part of the sound or if that was just like you were, you were moving somewhere. I was, was
2: trying something. Okay. I was trying something. My noise was supposed to be a bunch of people walking through dried grass, crunchy leaves. Okay. I here leaves
0: leaves yeah it's it, and then it's a bunch of people because some like some of the steps were
2: definitely heavier than others so a bunch of different people basically i was inspired by how really most of what early fully artist jobs were was walking walking yeah. was the big thing you had to do so much so that they were known as fully walkers almost interchangeable as fully artists fully walkers and i'm like well i'm going to do some walking and I wanted to challenge myself and try to just get, they they mentioned this book about um, an animation where cats were dancing and they had to make a lot of cats dance. I'm like, I cannot do that. So I wanted to make it sound like as many people as I could walking. And then I wanted to make it a little special. So I looked up some Foley techniques and the very old Foley technique to get dry and crunchy grass is to use the tape, the magnetic tape within VHS cassettes or audio cassettes so I went to the thrift store I bought for 50 cents each a video cassette and an audio cassette ripped them out threw them over the floor and in the spirit of fully artist and working with partners convinced my husband to help me to get more footsteps and then we proceeded to uh put the magnetic tape all over the ground, put shoes on our feet and shoes on our hands and try to stomp around the magnetic tape. And is, that's, a, that's a tricky maneuver. The, to do it in in a different pattern or a different time signature is impossible. Yeah. I have no rhythm and I cannot make my hands and feet walk at different paces. <laughs> As you can hear at the end, it really wore me out. I was out of breath by the end. Um, And then I have other sounds of me just trying to walk. It is speaking of hyper-realistic. It is so hard. To walk and make
0: it sound like walking. So I I did my sound. This one I'm sharing with you is not a sound of me walking. But I did several. Because so much of this chapter is about those early days. I was like, oh, I should do walking. Because so much of this is about walking. And I was outside. And there was this whole discussion about like people who do it in a studio versus those who do it in naturalistic settings. I was like, well, I have grass. I'll just walk on the grass and record myself doing it. And I could not get the pace to sound natural. Like, no matter what so I did, hard. it sounded like I was like running or like dragging one foot, I was like, is this is so hard to sound like I'm just stepping, but
2: I am just stepping. so why is it so hard? I was proud of myself because I had a different take where I, I put the magnetic tape down just on my wood floor and that sounded really bad. And then I got my yoga mat out and put it on there. so it sounded more like dirt and dirt. that. Yeah, softer. But if you want to hear my attempt at just walking on a floor, It is embarrassing.
0: Yeah, you had the same issue that I did, which is like one step just sounds so much. It sounds like I have like a like. A pie egg or something dunk 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 <laughs> dunk dunk, dunk.
2: <laughs> and then there's like this weird like did you just start running no like, like yeah yeah i had exactly. the exact same experience walking <laughs> is so hard hats off to foley artists well now we can use my noise as a horse if we need it
0: <laughs> i can see it being lots of people walking and i could see there being need for lots of people walking in our story so All right, well, you can play
2: my sound. It is much shorter than yours. I'm going to listen to Michelle's noise. Is it a creature hopping?
0: (laughs) It is supposed to be someone rifling through a
2: magazine. Oh, yes, that's obviously what it is. Here's, here's where I think Foley is interesting that when you, your eyes see it, that hyper reality, you're like, yeah, that's what that sounds like. Yes. Well done. I get that. Like,
0: but not like really reading, you know, like kind of just like absentmindedly, like flipping through like that.
2: Let's listen to that one more time now that we know what it is so we can appreciate Michelle's sound. No, that was good. I like, I like this game. <laughs> All right. So now the hard part. Do so we... yes, yeah, so there you have it. We have a bunch of people walking, flipping through a magazine. We are going, going to incorporate that. To be now stay tuned and you will hear the first part one part, part one of our narrative. And you know that you'll at least get people walking through dry brush or a horse, we'll see what serves us better, and someone rifling through a book or magazine.
3: In a mega hub of a retail outlet in the not too distant future, meet our employees, few as there may be, who are dedicated to keeping this conglomerate afloat despite a recent and increasing lack of direction. Here they are now, relaxing in the employee lounge.
4: shift today. You stuck here until close?
5: Nah. You know how they like to cut hours. Don't ever want you getting a full day's pay. I'll be heading back to the rest pod around seven, I guess.
4: Lucky. I'm in until ten. I marked my availability until nine. Look at the schedule they texted me last night. Ten. Every day this week. I swear it's like they don't even look at the availability forms. I'm going to miss the finale of Married at First Bite. And Shirley just got her braces off so you
5: know it was going to be good. (laughs) Yeah, that sucks. Do you know if Tim works tonight?
4: I saw him out in the hall a few minutes ago trying to get the time clock to work. He chased it towards shipping and delivery. Well, you know, at least to the gate they put up to keep us out of there. He's probably still there trying to coax the thing
3: back out.
5: Hey Tim, where they got you working tonight? Uh,
6: linens, I think. Yeah,
1: it looks like linens for me. Oh,
6: uh,
1: you know how I hate linens. Did you all get the time clock to work?
4: You just have to kind of jiggle the handle before you stick your card in.
5: No, no, no. you got to wiggle the rotator antenna, then jiggle the handle. Then sometimes you need to kick it, but real gentle, like you're kicking a sleeping baby rhino.
4: And when have you ever gently kicked a sleeping baby rhino?
5: You don't know my whole life.
1: <laughs> I know about the jiggling and uh, and the wiggling and the kicking. I, I, I did that, but... All that just sent it running, and it won't come out from behind the shipping gate. Plus, it took my identicard card with it. If I don't get my card back, I, I won't be able to get out of here. And Never mind clock in, never mind get paid, never mind get to the res hall, or, or, or have an identity at all. The last time this happened, I got stuck in this store for five days. I had to live off canned shit from the donation box in here. I tried to swipe some food from out in the store, but you know how the scan bots get.
5: (laughs) That was the three-day weekend, right? I can't believe they didn't schedule anyone besides you and then no one to find you for days. Crazy how that coincided with the res hall lockdown and those scan bots. They did a number on you. I'd rather not remember.
4: Well, I've never had a problem with the time clock.
1: He's come out. I got to get him.
4: Diana's purple chest did they ever decide to make those things mobile
5: you got me just F things up even more i mean the real question is why they put those burning lasers in the scan box <clears throat> i got him i got him
4: why is it a him why not a she or they when did it change from it
1: Oh, robots
5: are boys. Everyone knows
6: that. Or disagree.
5: Or disagree. Thanks. buy me a drink from the res bar. I'd go in and knock off early. Blame the runway time clock.
4: I told you I have to be here until ten. Ugh. But if you're leaving early, and even when that clock isn't running away from people, it's misreporting our hours, you know two weeks ago. It said I left three hours early when I actually stayed three hours late to help with closing. I got docked instead of given overtime. Of course, there wasn't a manager to vouch for me. They are never here for closing. Or opening.
5: Or anything in between. (laughs) I'm serious, though. (laughs) When was the last time you actually saw a manager on duty? I'd say uh... Oh, I can't even say.
4: Weeks, right? Screw it. I'm going to catch Married at First Bite, and I'm going to watch Shirley eat a caramel apple at her super sweet 16 plus 20 arranged marriage. And I'm going to have a drink while I do it. Let's go.
5: That's more like it. Just let me finish this.
1: Guys, uh, hey, uh, wait! Don't 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 leave me here alone. Uh, I still don't have exit access restored, and, and I'm afraid of. You know, I'm afraid of being in Linens by myself. You know it's haunted. I told you it's haunted. What is haunted? What does this mean? Ah! What, what are you? Uh, how did you get in here? You should be on the floor doing whatever it is you're here to do. Did you just ask me a question? Can you, can you do that? Please present barcode. Please present barcode. I, I'm a person. I, I don't have a barcode. Please present barcode. Please present barcode. Please present barcode. Please present barcode. Uh, hey, uh, uh, back off. Uh, I'm warning you. Uh, uh, mm, hi-yah! Aggression breach! Aggression breach!
7: Whoa, Tim, what are you doing? Why'd you bring a scan button in here? Why are you fighting it with karate?
1: I I, 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 I didn't bring it in here. It followed me in here, and it, 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 it asked me about ghosts.
7: Sure. How long have you been on shift? You don't look so good.
1: Uh, I just came on. It, well, it's been a lot already.
7: Tell me about it. Janet just phoned to tell me she's not coming in, so now I have to turn all the labels out myself. It's monotonous as hell. Not like we have many customers to move things around anyway, or managers to check on us, even if they did. But you know how it is. Present barcode. Please present, Please present barcode.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least there's linens. <laughs>
7: Dude, only you have a problem with linen. Stop being so weird.
1: I saw... a ghost.
7: There are aisles and aisles of sheets there, bro. Sort of an easy conflation, no?
2: Back to the grind. What is
1: haunted? What is ghost? You aren't supposed to be able to talk. Not like that. Stop it.
7: What's up, Tim? Why are you talking to the scan bot? And how did you get him into the break room?
1: I I didn't. I
7: I didn't do anything. It just... I just came in here. And and he's talking to me. Mm Mm-hmm. I think you need to get out of this room. These fluorescents must be getting to you. I know I can't be in here for more than a few minutes with the bulbs flashing. Why has no one fixed that? It's been, what, three weeks, four?
1: Yeah, let's get out of here. They're doing linens too, right? Yep. Great. Walk with me?
3: Of course. Meanwhile, at the res bar. Whoa, almost fell.
5: Watch your step. It's extra slick today. Cannot understand why they put in this floor. It's it so slippery
4: and ugly. Who wants to look at gray everything? Gray walls, gray floor. They took out almost all the lights. It's like working in a cave. What the hell? The res door is rejecting my card. and won't open.
5: Just try again. The card is probably bent or worn. You know how prickly all these scanners are.
4: Try yours.
5: Weird. Oh, wait. Marquee changed. Residential facilities have been permanently disabled as of 9.59 a.m. on... Permanently disabled? What the hell?
7: What?
4: Hey, they can't just lock us out of the res hall. All my stuff is in there.
5: My whole effing life is in there. What are they talking about? It's our home.
4: Grab something and help me.
5: It's not budging. I don't think we're getting in.
4: Then, where do we, where do we go? Where did we used to go before they opened the res hall? I don't have that apartment anymore. Didn't make sense to keep paying for it.
5: Same. I was here all the time anyway. Why waste the money? I mean, we could go. When was the last time you were out of the store?
4: Out of the store? What do you mean?
5: I guess I don't know.
4: We should go warn Tim. He'll be freaked if he thinks he's all alone and stuck again. Is Lennon's... still east of here? It moved last week, didn't it?
5: No, it was... Crafts moves, Lennon's is still over there. Ow That robot just ran right over my foot. Why are they going so fast?
1: Hey, what are y'all doing over here? It's the regular linen party.
4: You are not going to believe this.
7: Believe what? Uh. Yeah. Ah. Ah.
6: What was that?
5: I don't know. But it didn't sound good. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe we should call a manager or maybe we should actually go check
1: out whatever that noise was. It sounded like Nestor, and it didn't sound like they were having a good time. What if they're in trouble?
7: I'll go check. Hold up, I'll come with you.
5: Oh no, oh no, oh no. Did you see that? What? It looked like, I don't know, this sounds crazy. Uh, I think we're a little past crazy. What do you think you saw? Well, it was above my head, up there. And it sounded like that. That was it. Uh, I don't see anything. Well, I'm getting out of here. No matter what you refuse to see, there has to be something we can do. I'll try the admin office. I'm going to find someone, I'll call someone, do something. Well, I think we should go to where that screen came from.
1: It, it sounded like Nestor and...
5: Ah! 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 There, there, that's the thing the thing I was talking about. It's a ghost, man. I know it. Be serious. Although, no, be serious. I'm gonna climb this shelf and prove to you once and for all, linens is not haunted.
1: You know, be be careful. That thing is really big, whatever it
5: is. I'm always careful. A big Kinnett. Fuck! 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 Oh,
6: fuck, fuck,
3: fuck! 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 Oh, fuck! Oh, fuck! Fuck! Fuck, 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 fuck,
1: fuck, 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 fuck! I gotta get out of here. Uh, find the others. Form a plan. Yeah, a plan. Uh, I can do it. I'll be okay. Uh, it'll all be okay. All right. Uh, all right? 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 Ah! Ah! Fuzzy purple bear, Diana Spencer! Oh, you've got to stop sneaking up on me, man. Well, I thought you were a... A ghost? What is a ghost? This is it, and now or never. Uh, Go time. Let's go! Help out the others and and get everyone out of here. You can do this. You can do this, Tim. You can do this. I heard you ask for yoo Cool New Mist! unrefrigerated drinks can be found on aisle 263. Do you need an escort? No. Uh, Get lost. Lost, all six seasons now available in a DVD special collector's edition, limited stock located in aisle one, eight, two, six. Do you need an... Yeah,
3: Meanwhile, at the other end of the store.
7: Esther, hang on! We're going to get you help. You're going to be all right.
4: Don't make promises you can't keep. They look really bad.
7: Really bad. Uh... I know, but we have to do something. We have to keep them. I don't know. Can you climb up there? How did they even get up on that shelf? Their leg is bent wrong. I don't think they're coming down by themselves. No way am I climbing up there. No,
4: nope, no, 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 no. Uh, I'll go try to get into the manager's office.
7: Maybe they have a a ladder or something. Okay, sure. You go. I'll... I'll figure this out for now. Uh, why am I... What is... Uh, my leg! Uh, what... Uh, uh, leg! Uh. Shh, shh, it, it's fine. You're fine.
1: Hey! What was all that noise? Ah, shit! Ah, Nestor! Ah, what happened to you? Ah.
7: Dude, shh. They're going to be fine. You're going to be fine, right, buddy? We have to get them down from there.
1: Oh, why don't we. Uh, uh, why don't we. Uh, why don't we.
6: Um... Please present barcode! Please present code! Please present barcode!
1: You hold that thing still and I'll climb up on it. Like a small ladder. A small mobile ladder.
7: With lasers. With lasers? Uh,
1: Just hold them still, okay? Your funeral. Great. Um. Okay, Nestor. I'm coming. Almost there.
4: Uh, everybody? I hope this is working. Is this working? Hello? A- am I on the loudspeaker? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Heck yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, everybody, listen up. I, I made it to the manager's office. It was just unlocked. Well, uh, the door was torn off the hinges, but same thing, right? Um, so anyway, uh... Uh, the thing is, no managers in here, um, not much of anything in here, really, except for this, uh, 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 how do I say this, um, it's a giant hole, it's shiny and, uh, menacing, yeah, uh, I think it's a giant, shiny, menacing hole. Or a portal, not- not a port-hole, a portal hole, so I think we should get out of here. Anyway, heads up, over and
7: out. That seems really bad, you guys. Am I hallucinating? Did Maggie just say there's a portal in the manager's
2: office? I gotta get out of here.
1: Nestor, no! Stay put. I'm coming.
2: Nah, I'm good.
7: What the heck, Nestor? You okay? You rolled right off!
1: Hey, what's happening down there? Keep the robot steady?
7: Uh, I think I'm good. I think I jammed my leg back into place with the- fall. sweet. Let's get the F out of here. Yeah.
1: Guys, um, Nestor, uh, Olivia, uh, hey, hey, come back.
6: Aggression breach, aggression breach, intruder, intruder detected
1: on my head. Oh no, 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 be cool, dude. It's just me. Uh, you know me.
6: Unishaping intruder warning. Exit premises
1: in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. Uh, hey now. Uh, no. uh come on. Uh, just, uh, uh, let's be cool here, all right?
6: One intruder remains.
3: Aggression breach. Aggression breach.
1: Uh, okay, 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 calm it down. Uh, uh, there's no need for all. Oh, uh, 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 let's. Uh, oh, let's talk about this. Uh, don't, don't, don't you work for me or for the store? We're, we're on the same team, man. So if you'll just, uh, not the lasers, no.
3: While near the exit,
4: you made it. Okay, head count. Nestor?
7: Here, but I'm pretty woozy. Olivia? Right here. Mac.
5: Uh, what was that? Where am I? i was flying Ah.
4: great you're here and then tim
7: um he was with us when we were saving Nestor.
4: so where is he now
7: um well i think
4: no time that portal in the manager's office has me freaked whatever got a hold of mac could come back we have to go we have to get out of here
7: but what does that even mean
5: yeah i just flew for miles all over this place is there even an outside i don't know what was there before this place
4: look we're by this door right it has to lead somewhere it says exit
7: i say we go for it i say we take our chances with whatever with whatever isn't here whatever isn't the store can't be worse than in here
5: fine
4: okay here we go
3: Will Tim escape the circling scanbots? Will that friendly bot ever grasp the human concept of ghosts? And where did the time clock go? Tune in next week. Same big box time, same big box channel. That's not really how
0: podcasts work. There's no channel they get released on, and we don't have a regular time.
2: Yeah, I, I put them out on Thursdays, but it's usually just whenever I wake up or remember.
3: Fine. Whatever. There will be more story next week, guys. Was that okay? That non-specific no-fun end? Yeah, Yeah, great job. Good. That was good. Yeah. Really, really great. Thanks. Follies Follies is brought by Katherine Guinness and Michelle arnello Casey, featuring Abby Bogost as Maggie, Benton Guinness as Kim, Dagny Krug as Nestor, Nick Lee as Mac, Amber Meyer as the narrator, Matthew Van Gessel as Ghost, and Sabrina M. Weiss as Olivia. The music was written and performed by Grant Palmer.